Hello, it's Josie again, Josephine Electric from the band Fam Electric Ghost. I'm the lead singer of the band, and we're going to talk about another set of songs, like we always do. So we're getting into the song Authentic Self um, and Skin Tight Snake Bite and other sordid tales of the sexual self. So in this episode, we're going to talk about more dollars recording uh, and some songs there from a couple months ago and songs that we just wrote and we'll be doing an episode we're going to talk about um, the Lonnie Claire collaboration that we did back in 2017 and um, we'll put some of those songs from the opposite of space or out there and uh, maybe we'll, we'll put the title one of the, the title track out uh, on this episode as well just so you get a little piece of it. So one of the cool things we did with um, this first song um, on here is a, a song that we did like a live um, Facebook live performance or a Twitch performance that we did. <clears throat> and um, what we like to do with those is um, uh, we get into this thing uh, where, you know, the live performance through the, through the internet by using a rolling go mixer, which we connect to our iPhone, put on a tripod, and then we pick a quarter inch line into the go mixer from our Zoom R24 and MX1 performance mixer, and we get a good quality sound and a good picture off an iPhone XS Max uh, on a tripod. And using the go mixer, it gives you a good kind of video signal. So there's a song, Snake, Skin Tight Snake Bite. It just came out of a jam session and this idea that you're in the desert at night, you get this vicious snake bite, but you're also using it as an allegory or a lover that's um, kind of lashing at you in, in a uh, kind of poetic license of, of a snake bite. So you kind of like you're being undone by this viciousness that's reptilian and uh, in some ways, it's like cold sexually, but still inviting. You know, snakes can be somewhat beautiful, but they're deadly. Um, so there's an idea that my my lover is this deadly uh, creature, this venomous creature that's you know, hurting me, um, but I'm kind of drawn to it. And uh, it's poisonous. It's about a poisonous relationship. That's what it's about. And it's a heavy jam. Uh, with uh, Roland Juno G.I. Uh, playing the role of, of a guitar. And we've been able to get that kind of supernatural guitar sound uh, through our little secret sauce of how we mix it in the MX-1 and then add like a little Mother 32 to it. <clears throat> Gives it um, a real guitar feel. And we use it a lot in a lot of our songs. Um, you know, we've been doing since 2016. You can hear that, that kind of Juno supernatural guitar sound <clears throat> is one of the kind of features of Bama like a ghost in the Phantom and how, how he uses it. Uh, the other song we really like is something we were playing with um, our Mo grandmother, which is our latest acquisition from uh, 2020. Uh, just as the pandemic it was, uh, well, we actually got in 2019 around Christmas time. And, uh, you know, we were lucky enough to be able to work and pay it off 
in this pandemic, even though we lost a job and we had to go on public assistance and now we're back to a really good job again. So we've had the kind of cycle of, you know, we were an Uber, we were a Lyft, we we're out of work, we we're on public assistance, and now we're back to a six-figure IT job. So it shows you, you know, what can happen in the pandemic. And then we're still doing this uh, art <clears throat> that we call music or expansive sound. So Blue Root Meme Dream is this song that started on the grandmother using the sample and hold circuit to create an interesting kind of wah-wah rhythm. And then we put it on drone and we're letting um, the actual modula modulation uh, oscillator drive the sample and hold and use the, the drone to keep it going and then use the envelope generator and the high pass and low pass filters and uh, pretty much a lot of the control surface of the grandmother, we're getting better at it. We're able to create an interesting rhythm uh, that's all coming off of like random voltage or sample and hold circuits, which is the grandmother's way of doing kind of ARP um, 2600 style uh, random voltage, um, which is really cool. It's the kind of stuff you need to hear like on the Who's Relay and Who Are You. Um, so he used the envelope follower and added his guitar and we're just using the straight synth to do that kind of interesting kind of wah-wah random cycling, which we, we really are getting into and figuring out how to do it. The grandmother can create really interesting um, percussive patterns like a DFAM. And we've um, played with that in the song Authentic Self. We're kind of using the, the kind of percussive nature of what it can do. <clears throat> so there's no DFAM on this track at all. Uh, it's all grandmother and then uh, it's additional uh, synthesis coming from our, our Roland uh, to get this sound. And uh, sometimes we press some of the keys on the grandmother and we actually like had an effect where we actually turn the synth off after we press the key because then it then we turn it back on to get back to that random voltage. So it's an interesting technique near the end of the song uh, where we, we hear some heavy tones come in and then to keep that from drowning it out, we turn off the synth and turn it back on and get back into the sample and hold. So there's all kinds of interesting things you can do with these analog synths that you kind of just figure it out as you go. And uh, every session we do is, is kind of jam band oriented and it's kind of point in time. So a lot of this fan electric ghost stuff that we do is point in time during the recording session because we put it down on the Zoom. If we have to replay these songs, we do track them. This song has six tracks, six stereo tracks. So the, the vocal can be muted and um, percussive part could be muted and then the melodic line could be muted. So you could, we could actually play with it um, and uh, play live and have the percussive part on or even play live and let the vocal on and do uh, the percussive part live. It gives us a lot of options. And what we like about the Zoom R24 compared to um, any kind of other, kind of like, like Ableton Live, it's kind of based on using a PC. And we've never had the Zoom crash on us uh, or have a kind of CPU problem. It's all coming off the SD card. So it's pretty dead reliable when you go to do a performance. We've done a performances in Boston and New York with the Zoom, muting and unmuting tracks. 
especially with like Moog analog tracks are kind of point in time. Kind of like if you think about what the Who used to do with Bob O'Reilly and won't get fooled again, they used to actually run reel to reel tape of those analog synths because it's hard to replicate that sound. And so you, you kind of have it running off the tape. We use the R24 like a like a modern digital tape. <clears throat> it is a digital recorder. It allows us to do that kind of feel and capture that Moog exactly or any of our analog sense exactly as they are. We also can use the make noise uh, morphogene to do that. But sometimes the morphogene um, sound quality is not as high as what you can do on R24. So when you sample a sampling uh, rate or the quality of the sample, sometimes it's not as good as if we actually recorded uh, like a vocal. We've been working on with a poet on um, some track we collaborated on. And we found that when we actually took the vocal directly into the MX1 to the R24, it had a higher level of fidelity than if we bring it into the make noise. But the make noise, what we liked about it is that you can you turn it into splices and genes. And in those clips, you can run them. Uh, interesting, and the morph and splice capability allows you to, in real time, have the first part of the song actually playing simultaneously with the middle or the end or the parts of the beginning. Any point in time can be replayed in real time at the same time. And so it gives you an interesting um, and then you can play with the speed of the sample playing back and you can do really interesting kind of psychedelic tape loops. Uh, and basically it gives you kind of like a George Martin tape loop capability. Uh, and and you, everybody will hear this if we if we get um, this new track we're working on with a poet uh, to come out. It's our, our, our only collaboration we've done in 2020. Uh, we're not going to name the poet, but if you listen to us, you can kind of figure out who is the last poet we talked to. Um, and so we're working on really cool stuff there. And then, you know, the song Authentic Self, again, is using the grandmother for percussive capability. Um, and I think we're also using the DFAM as well and the Mother 32. And we've been using a combination of the Mother 32 and the DFAM to take advantage of the fact that the Mother 32 has an LFO. It has pulse width modulation, and you can bring it in and take advantage of like the fact that the DFAM doesn't have that, so then you can use that. Sometimes we use the Mabu 2S has two LFOs, and we'll use those LFOs to drive the the grand um, the DFAM, which is the drummer from another mother. We're very interested in getting a subharmonicon. We've been delayed in getting some new gear. Um, uh, the subharmonicons on our list. Uh, the other synth that's on our list is um, is actually the Phantom workstation. We think after we looking at the UDO Super 6 and looking at the Profit 510, we think for what we're trying to do musically that the, the Phantom gives us the best bet if we have to go do a show. It's the one board you can bring in that can do pretty much everything. And we could pretty much import all of our songs into its capability and have everything coming off one board. Um, the only other thing we probably bring is our grandmother and our Arturia 6U, which gives us um, the ability to bring in the Mother 32 and the DFAM, which are on board on our 6U, plus our make noise maths and morphogene modules. 
and our terrarium able to us. And so that would give us, you know, a phantom, a grandmother, uh, two other modes, the DFAM and the Mother 32, a sampler, and a, a utility module. <clears throat> and we also have a Pittsburgh um, BCA mixer, which allows us to take BCA signals in from the whole rack and uh, mix them before they get out. Uh, we're also piping our MX1 and our R24. That's our kind of road show. Um, you leave the Juno home because um, uh, the Phantom can pretty much do everything we need it to do. If we had to, we could just bring the Phantom and have a lot of stuff preloaded from the from the grandmother. But we like to have that analog grandmother is, is a really good thing because you can do a lot of cool stuff with it. Um, if you want to do some very interesting modulation and live performance, we like the bass and the leads on it. Uh, plus the percussive capabilities and the sequencer is really good. Uh, especially if you're a one-person band and you need to have a baseline roaming around, you can set it up really quickly and have it, um, you know, change the key if you change the key and have it, you know, give you another member of the band right away. Um, and, and that gives you a lot of capability. I mean, we use <clears throat> the BeatStep Pro and the JDXI for a lot of years. We used it to do that type of thing where the BeatStep Pro has three lines of sequencing, um, a drum line and two additional synth lines. And we have a System 1M uh, that we use to bring in all kinds of atmospheric synthesizer stuff. Uh, so we think that's a really cool way of um, performing. And it's, um, it's worked for us for a long time, and we've been very happy with that setup. Uh, we would love to get a Profit 10. Uh, but we haven't been able to do that. Um, so, um, you know, because the profit ten would take our whole budget. It's, a, it's a, as much money as we would spend on a on a phantom, and it's not a workstation. It's you know, it gives us gives you what you know. If you get something like a profit five or ten, you're looking for an analog polysynth. <clears throat> we go for the ten because we like to do two-handed chords, um, left and right chords, uh, and it, 10 voice doesn't have any kind of note stealing or voice stealing. Um, the five you can get away with, but in the modern world, spend like $3,000 and only be able to play five keys uh, when you're a keyboardist. Um, we're kind of like, no, I don't want to just play octaves and three note leads. Um, I want to be able to have the capability and the full chords. So the Profit 10 would be the way to go for us, but it would be limited in the, it doesn't have a sequencer We'd have to probably get a Keystep Pro to, to get the polyphonic sequencing on it and I'd spend another $400 to do that. Um, if you got the Phantom, you've got the whole history of Roland, which we're a big Roland fans. We like that history of all those supernatural sounds. You get the RD piano, you get a really good uh, capability to, um, you know, to do a lot of interesting stuff. Um, and that's just something that, you know, that is interesting um, to, 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 to deal with. Um, just because like, if you get the Phantom, you've got to pay much what we like is a hardware workstation without a DAW. Um, and you can integrate it with a DAW. And then you can, you can launch clips, kind of like you're using um, an Akai 
force, but you've got way more capability than the Nakai force. You have a deeper sequencer. You got the, all the Roland drum machines in the history of the Roland. <clears throat> you got the supernatural sound. You got uh, you know all kinds of sound engines that come in uh, with different packs um, that you can link to the Roland cloud. And you got an analog filter that's really interesting. And and you can sample and uh, use sampling to import new sounds. And they're constantly updating. The one thing I've always been interested in is, you know, why won't you just make it be able to totally replicate a Jupiter X? And I understand why they don't, because they want you to be able to have a reason by the Jupiter X, which then allows you to have full kind of system eight um, analog behavioral modeling sense. So if you buy the Jupiter X, it's like a system eight that has like a lot, 256 voices of polyphony versus eight. And so you get a Jupiter eight, you can do up, you know, maybe 32 voices on a Jupiter eight. Um, so that is interesting. Um, and, um, and, uh, you know, so, that that gives you a lot of capability to um to uh you know if you want to, if you have a Jupiter eight you can have a Juno one oh six, you can have SH one oh one that's polyphonic, you can do all these interesting um modules that you can bring in. But on the on the on the um phantom they've decided to kind of scatter bits and pieces that like you might have a, a couple pads from a Jupiter eight or a one oh six buried in there, but you don't have the full synth. <clears throat> and the thing is, from my understanding, um, the way you, they're both using the the new engine. Um, so if they're both using that new engine, um, they could theoretically, the Phantom could do that, but I don't think they wanted to because they wanted you to have a reason to buy the Jupiter. So even though um, the, the new engine could could actually handle it, uh, they want you to have a reason to buy the separate product, which I think, you know, if you're spending that kind of money on the Phantom, you should be able to bring in, hopefully they'll eventually let you bring in a full Jupiter 8 and a 106 and the SH-101 as actual models, because I, I think that would be something. They usually have one one-stop shop, but then you don't really need the Jupiter. <clears throat> Other than I think the argument for the Jupiter is it has the control schema on the surface controls of the original Jupiter 8. But a lot of people are thinking, you know, if they do that, why don't they just make a Jupiter 8 um, fully analog and maybe give it 16 voices instead of call it Jupiter 16, something that never existed, and give it full analog voicing like a Rev 2 um, or a Prophet 10. Then you'd actually have something that Roland could just take, take what they did with the Jupiter 8, make it 16 voices, make it fully analog, give it a sequencer, Give it the drum machine, you know, and then have a you know something you can compete with with a profit tent. And I think a lot of Roland fans will be very impressed and be really uh, talking up Roland if they did that. And they're the ones that could do it. I mean, they they have the structure of the Jupiter. They could they made it digitally capable of doing 32 voices through the digital manipulations. But if they could get it to 16 voices as a full uh, VCO analog synth. Um, I think a lot of people would like that. And so maybe Roland will kind of do that one day. Uh, we don't know. Uh, they don't seem to be heavily into analog anymore. 
but a lot of people have been kind of telling them if they want to get the Behringer boys and all the profit guys to look at them again, they need to kind of go in that direction. I am I am comfortable with the Phantom and the Jupiter in the way they've been implemented, but there's a lot of people that don't like that and they would rather see it fully analog for you know the reason why you'd buy the profit 10 over buying a jupiter x because they feel that that analog sound and you know when i deal with analog right now i'm dealing purely monophonic with the grandmother and the dfam and uh, the mother 32 and our arturia mini brew 2s those are all my analog synth since and um, my JDXI has an analog part, so it does have a full analog in there. But Roland did do analog with the G, um, JDXI and the JDXA, and a lot of people love that sense because of that. <clears throat> but and then the only other thing is to get the System 500, but it's all monophonic. Uh, that is an awesome machine. Uh, I've looked at that and I and I will lust it after that. So if Roland's ever listening, he wants to send me that. <laughs> To send it to Josie and Josie, <laughs> Josie will, will praise you big time. Um, but this is the end of this episode. If you're into what we're into, uh, take a listen, and uh, we hope to hear from you. As always, if you want to become a supporter of the program, make sure you hit the link uh, for the for the Anchor FM capability to give us support. And again, you could do it for 99 cents a month. And then stop after one month, you only spend a dollar, or you could do it for four months, spend four dollars, or you could do it for the full 12 months, just let it automatically bill. And it's twelve dollars, less than going to Starbucks, less than going to McDonald's, and you're supporting our efforts to interview indie musicians for free. We do free form interviews up, up to an hour with musicians around the world. We spend our own time, we don't charge them. Uh, if you like what we're doing, we're giving bands an opportunity talk about their art, giving poets an opportunity to talk about their art, and um, painters and uh, actors. And we've been doing it since 2018. We're around 29,000, 29,000.6. We're almost going to hit 30,000 listens since 2018. And we'd appreciate it if you become a supporter of the podcast. We also do influence marketing, where we can do custom ads on our podcast and, uh, and do those segments. So you can talk to us about that. And you can talk to us directly about how to pay for that through PayPal me and through Anchor FM. Um, so if you're interested, please check us out. Send us a voice memo. Give us your your um, Facebook direct message or talk to us on Facebook at Phantom Electric Ghost uh, on Facebook. Or send us an email at Phantom Electric Ghost at Gmail. Gmail so Phantom Electric Ghost at gmail.com. And we're also on Instagram, so Family Like a Ghost, you can do a direct message on our Instagram. And um, we've got a presence there. So we're looking forward to hearing from you. Be safe out there, wear a mask, practice social distancing. You know, safety is not just for you, it's for your friends and family. Be mindful of what you're doing. Uh, if you don't need to see your family this year and you're not in quarantine, don't kill your grandma, don't kill your mom and pop stay where you are until you get vaccinated. Uh, everything will go back to normal. And sometime in 2021 or 2022, you're just gonna have to write it out. And it's generation, you know, the greatest generation had to fight Hitler, had to fight Stalin. Uh, I think 
asking you to stay home and wear a mask. It's not as hard as going on D-Day to Omaha Beach. So I think uh, people ought to relate to that in that way. It's not that hard to be a hero. Wear a mask, practice social distancing, sacrifice your family, get together if you're not living in a unit. You know, be mindful of what you're doing. Don't be hateful and selfish. Don't go to the bar when you don't need to. Don't go to indoor dining if you don't need to. Um, you know, support your local restaurant by ordering takeout. Um, support your local shops by ordering online and takeout, carry out delivery. Don't be one of these people that attacks a merchant because they tell you to wear a mask. That's uh, very ridiculous and uh, it's not living with a sense of community. So we'll talk to you later. This is Pam Electric Ghost, Josephine Electric, and uh, have a good day.
darling, I can't breathe. Come on, man. Fix this guarantee. Darling, I can't breathe. But then take yourself Me reveal to you Didn't remove you But Why don't you move 